We've always found a use for all that extra space we find in a vehicle. Storage compartments at the side of truck boxes. We got little panels inside of our doors now. Every single piece of space we've found a use for. And we utilize it to store more and more crap. But with our movement into the electric vehicle industry, we have even more storage space. But what the hell should we do with all of that? Well, it comes to our attention that your battery source for the vehicle is made to power your vehicle and everything else in the system. But when this battery needs to stay warm and you're stuck freezing to death on the side of the road, just because of that one battery source, we have to start wondering, maybe, just maybe, electric cars should have a dual battery system. One to operate the electronic systems in the operation of the vehicle, like your heating system and all of that and one to power the vehicle. Why not make electric vehicles similar to that of our battery source of our combustion vehicles? That is something we're gonna take a look at today on AutoWorks. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website at autolux.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, and go through some of our ratings and corporate links website. And if you're a teacher or a parent who wants to teach your kids some things about the automobile industry, check out some of our help pages. Find pages from Hot Wheels to Playmobil and Lego, and even 3D tuning, which allows you to build your own aftermarket versions of vehicles from around the world all with links are going back to the autolux.net website the autolux podcast is brought to you by ecom entertainment media and your host everett j so like i said in the beginning why not utilize some of that extra space in our vehicle for an extra power source think about it they started testing lidar systems in vehicles and they realized the lidar system is utilizing a ton of battery power from the main power source of the vehicle so you're literally draining your power source to operate all of these systems within the vehicle Seems kind of redundant, doesn't it? Do you think it would be smart if we used the internal combustion engine, like the actual movement of the engine, just to power all of our vehicles? I get it, we have an alternator and a battery, and that's the main purpose of our alternator, is to keep those systems running. But when those systems are not in operation, we have a battery. The battery can keep us warm. It can keep the radio on. It can keep our system in operation until help arrives. So why don't electric vehicles have a system similar to that? Why don't they have an extra battery? Think about it. Why are all of these electronic systems all coming off of one battery source? When your battery's dead, you're literally dead in the water. There is nothing else you could do. When my internal combustion engine vehicle is out of gas out there or my engine dies, I could still listen to the radio while I wait for a tow truck. I still have something I can do. I'm utilizing that electronic system. Hell, I can operate a Wi-Fi system so I can literally make phone calls. But when my battery's dead, I'm dead. And as we've all learned during winter applications of electronic vehicles, batteries get to a specific point and they will turn off systems to ensure that the battery doesn't freeze. Kind of funny, your car will literally leave you out in the cold to keep itself warm. Not something I really want. I mean, you consider that a combustion vehicle can literally sit running in your driveway for over a day on gasoline. Your electric car can't go as long. It's operating all of those systems and turning all of those systems off is a pain in the ass. So you have to ask these electric vehicle companies, why not utilize that extra space in your vehicle to add a separate battery source. 
Hell, even a storage compartment for battery storage. Think about it. Your nickel hydride battery inside of your combustion engine. You can drain all the power source out of that when your vehicle isn't running and you're listening to the radio out in the bush. You can literally turn on the blower fan to keep some sort of heat going through your vehicle without the vehicle running. There's always a backup to the system. And hell, even back in the day when I was a kid, we had cigarette lighters in vehicles. Now, we've all gotten away from cigarette lighters in vehicles. One of those accessories that's gone away. But think about it. When your vehicle's dead and your battery is dead, that little cigarette lighter still worked. Plug it in and get a little bit of heat. You could stay warm. Putting an extra battery source or a battery storage compartment in an electric vehicle is very easy. They all have frunks. And we get it. We, we don't want to take away from some of the storage capabilities of electric vehicles. But when a frunk in some vehicles really isn't much bigger than a standard cooler, why not utilize some of that space to add an extra battery source? You can even utilize a front grill or intake ports to cool that battery to ensure it runs at optimal temperature. You can literally utilize the vehicle to keep that product cool. With that, that battery can operate your standardized systems. It can be utilized to run the Lugar system. And with that battery source being able to operate those systems, that battery can also be hooked up to the same regenerative battery sources as your main battery pack. I get it, now you're recharging two sources of power. But in an electric vehicle, don't you want both battery sources to be constantly charged? Drawing power from that system dwindles it. Utilizing solar panels in some of the vehicles similar to that of the old Fisker Carb or even the new Fisker Ocean, using wind power generation through wind turbines hidden behind your front grills can be utilized to create create extra power sources towards that extra storage compartment. And that extra storage compartment that can then run basic operation systems. Your Wi-Fi, your autonomous, your LIDAR, your heating, and your radio. Not drawing power from your power source. See, the internal combustion engine over its time, we have learned that we can utilize the mobility of all of the parts to generate power in the vehicle. Essentially, an internal combustion engine is made to power a generator. Your alternate creates and runs power systems. Your battery also does that too, because when your vehicle needs to start, it draws the power to hit your spark plugs to start your engine. And then the battery can get recharged by the alternator and the alternator can run all those systems. That's why you can kill your battery so quickly when your alternator dies, because then your vehicle is completely drawing power from that battery source, which means you can only go so far before it's completely dead. How far can you go in an electric vehicle when you have every single system operating? Your entire navigation and display screens in the vehicles. Your autonomous system because you're on the highway. Your heated seats. Your air conditioning. Your Wi-Fi. Your tablets. All of these things require power. And all of that power is being drawn from one battery source. Just one. Which means you're adding extra heat to that battery source. And like we covered in one of our previous podcasts, trying to keep that battery source cool is something that these automotive companies still haven't even gotten on board with. By adding an extra battery source to the front and utilizing cold air intake coming through a front grill or intake port, that battery can always remain an optimal operating system temperature. Which means all of your radio, your heating system, your you know heated seats, Wi-Fi, all of that always operates at maximum efficiency. 
We get a lot of these systems don't draw a whole shitload of power from your main operating battery. But when you're stuck in traffic, they start to. Think about it. When you're at a traffic light and your alternator starts dying and you start drawing more and more power from that battery, the smartest thing to do is to start turning everything off. And the last time I had an alternator go was in the middle of winter. Literally January, the coldest temperature season for where I live. It was getting down to minus 40 some days. And my alternator was going and I had to wait a few days to get it. So I boost my car in the morning to make sure that my battery was operating at full capacity just so I can make it to work. I would drive to work with no heat on. My window is partially open just so I can keep my window defrosted. No heated seat, no radio, nothing. No electronic system whatsoever just to maintain my battery source. Interesting, huh? All from one part not operating at optimal efficiency by having an issue in it. What happens when you have a bad cell in your battery pack? You have issues. It can overheat. It can draw too much power. It can draw too little power. When cells start degrading, all those extra systems start utilizing more and more power in your system. So running the radio is now going to start costing you miles. Turning your heated seats on will cost you miles. Using your autonomous system on the highway will cost you a lot of miles. All of these systems require power. And the power is coming from one main source. By having a dual power source system, those can operate off of one battery source while your propulsion system is operated off of another. And by keeping the two systems away from each other, so by having a battery put into the front and utilizing that space to keep it cool and to store it, one cell degrading in one main battery pack won't affect the power source of another. And by separating them, you're spreading the heat out. Displacement of the heat is one of the things that the AV industry really needs to start taking consideration of. Heat is your enemy. And like we said in our previous podcast about trying to get rid of some of this heat, some of that heat can be utilized as a benefit. In the middle of winter time, when all these things start overheating, bam, you get heat for your vehicle. Similar to that, how your engine, when it's warm, you can optimize your heating system in your vehicle. Don't you wish it worked the same for cold air? <laughs> But you can utilize that heat as a power source as well. That heat can be used as a regenerative power source to recharge your basic operation battery. By having an extra means of power in your vehicle also means that when your vehicle is completely out of power, you can switch the systems over and have a minuscule amount. You just know you can't turn any of your operating systems on. If you remember a long time ago, a lot of old commercial vehicles used to have two gas tanks. I knew somebody that once had one, an old diesel truck, so they can go even further. So when one gas tank was getting near the end, they could push their button to transfer over to the other one. By having a dual power source, when your vehicle needs to get that extra five miles down the road to the next charging station, turn off all your operation systems and get comfortable because it's either going to be a cool or a very hot last five miles until you get there by switching over to your subsidiary power source. And by having this extra power source and by utilizing a proper placement where it can be optimized at proper optimized system, the functions of the vehicle will just operate perfectly. 
you can start adding on extras. So for all those people in the aftermarket industry, you want to start adding on undercar lighting, big stereo systems, all these things that draw even more power. In an internal combustion engine vehicle, we add another battery to our trunk because we know we're going to burn out our standard battery. We need more power source. In the aftermarket industry right now, with the EVs, there's nothing else. We have one source. By having a secondary system, we can tie into that one or increase its capacity. Similar to that of putting all of our eggs in one basket for one future propulsion system putting all of our faith into one singular power source is just as dumb why should we only have one a combustion vehicle has two power sources can remember the internal combustion engine is powered by fuel an oil-based product gasoline or diesel and yet we also have an electric battery in the vehicle as a secondary source for operating certain specific systems so in a sense, it's a dual operating system. You can't operate the vehicle with it unless you're talking of a hybrid. Then it's a dual operating system. Putting all our faith in one propulsion system is dumb. We've done that before. Hybrid is essentially putting our faith in two propulsion systems. When I run out of gas, that regenerative brake system powers my battery to get me that extra five miles. You may think that extra five miles that you can run on just straight electric power in a hybrid is horrible. Like, why does it only go five to ten miles? No, it's great because we have a secondary system. And with electric cars finally get over that mainstay of only having one main power source, maybe. We can enter a future where we're a little more comfortable in getting trapped in a car on a hot day or being stuck in a car in a snowbank. Because really, not until tons of people start freezing or boiling to death inside of their vehicles because they're getting trapped inside of them because they can't get in or out or they can't turn any systems on. Until then, we won't know or do anything about this issue. Like we say at Autoworks, we know the auto industry and we see the difficulties and the discrepancies within this industry. For EVs, it's a secondary power source. Let's put another battery system into it. Let's give that electric car some more juice. Let's give it the ability to operate basic functions from an alternate source. Because without that, we're putting all our faith into one thing. That's like putting all of our stocks into one company. Do you really want to put all your faith into one thing? Because even governments around the world, we don't. They have a president, but you still have a set. That's a little more faith than you think. But when it comes to electric cars, our faith is a little pushed to the wayside. Because we truly don't have a secondary source when the main one runs out. Having a backup is always great. Ask any business out there if they have a backup of their entire computer system. And most of them will say yes. We back up our stuff every night to ensure that there are no major issues. Why not do that with our electric? So really in the end, do we need a secondary power source in an electric vehicle? Yes. It's just stupid to run everything off of one main power source. Let's give it a secondary source so we can run our basic operating systems while not drawing power from our propulsion system. So any of those EV manufacturers out there that are listening to this podcast, maybe, just maybe, you guys should try adding a secondary power source so you don't draw everything from your main propulsion system. Until then, I guess we're all just stuck on the freeway freezing to death.
So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it. Go on any major social feed or any major streaming site, from iTunes to Spotify to Google Play and Amazon Music, the Autolux podcast is there. And if you like us and follow us for more, we release new episodes every single week. So if you want to hear more from the Autolux podcast, follow us. The Autolux podcast has been brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Media, a division of Everett Company, and brought to you by the Autolux.net website, podbeam.com, and the RSV feeds from feedspot.com. The Autolux podcast is hosted by the one and only Everett J. So for myself, the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one somewhat interesting ride of our propulsion systems. (laughs) 